Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Tom Fresh, back on Fight Flow Books with another episode of Loving Wrestling with the one and only, completing the two Between Two Beards lineup. I'm joined by the one and only, JPJ, from Love Wrestling and Between Two Beards. So welcome on the show, my friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Very excited to, to be here. I always look forward to chatting with you. So when Likewise. you uh, sent me the message, I was like, heck yes, let's do it. So. Likewise, brother. So if we take this back, Jay, do you remember the moment that you were like, not that you discovered wrestling, but do you remember the moment that you were like, yeah, this is my thing now. I love this. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't remember the exact time like I discovered discovered wrestling, but I remember like SummerSlam. It's oddly enough because we're recording this the day after Money in the Bank, which was just in London uh, over in England. It was SummerSlam 1992. Uh, I kind of use that as kind of like my I remember I, I was with my dad. SummerSlam 92 was on and the show opened and the Legion of Doom came out. And they were on their motorcycle. It was at Wembley, and they were on their motorcycles. And they had Paul Ellering on his motorcycle with like the the dummy or the doll that he had. And they rode down the big ramp. And I remember being like, "What is this?" They had the obviously the shoulder pads and the face paint and the the big music. The crowd was losing their mind. And I remembered being like, "Wow, this is pretty cool. Like these guys look like literally like super like superheroes or you know like cartoon character type." You know, so I remember SummerSlam 92 being that moment. And then later on that night, I saw the Macho Man Randy Savage. He fought the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, and I when I saw the Macho Man with the colors and the, the tassels and the music and everything, I was like, I am in on this guy. I'm in on it. Uh, and I never stopped watching. And then really like in the peak of my formative year, you know, when I was 12, 13, 14, mm. that was the height of the attitude era. That was the height of stone cold, Steve Austin. That's when I was like, you know, that's the age when you start really like obsessing on things. You start loving, like truly loving and being obsessive about things. And stone cold was at the heat. I was at WrestleMania 14 when he won the Ooh. title, I was like an eighth grade or seventh or eighth grade or something like that. So, um, that's really when my wrestling fandom went from, oh, I, I like this. I'm a little kid that likes this to like, holy crap, I want to do nothing but watch wrestling and like learn about. I would go to the video stores, rent all the old tapes back when video stores were a thing. And like all this stuff, like I was just obsessed from that point on. Mm, that's very cool. So you talked about there being obsessed from that point on. Obviously, the Monday Night Wars were a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. spoke about... Uh... WCW. I'm gonna let my cat. I'm gonna let my cat in because he's he's knocking oh, on good, the door. Brother. Yeah. So you spoke about uh, what's it called? You spoke about um, 
the WF and that being your main fandom yeah. at this point. Did you did you love WCW as much, or were you strictly a? Uh, I was WF strictly a WWF kid. Uh, obviously, when the Monday Night Wars happened and Hogan and the the NWO started and like WCW was at its height, I was watching both. But I was really, I grew up in the Northeast. I'm from the Northeast. That was oh, kind of yeah. WWE, ter- WWF, WWE territory, you know, in the early days. Um, so I was strictly a WWF kid, like Bret Hart, like, you know, that mid-90s Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, uh, Big Boss, man. You know, all those people, like, I was always a WWF kid. When WCW became a truly competitive uh, place with WWF, like, I watched Nitro. I would have the videotapes. And I would be recording Nitro and flipping during commercials to Nitro. And I would go back and watch Nitro and stuff like that. Um, but I was always a WWF guy. And I, I still am. I, I love AEW nowadays. They're probably my favorite product in total. But I'm still very much a uh, a WWF kid. I always was. Don't mind my cat. No problem, man. Do you ever remember a moment where you were like, because obviously we all have off periods. But I'm trying oh, yeah. to keep this to loving wrestling and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Do you ever remember a moment that you were like, maybe I don't love wrestling as much as I did? Uh, I don't think I've had a moment where I was like, I'm not into this as much as I used to be type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was definitely, like you said, I definitely did have an off time. Um, it was when I was like in the college ages, I, you know that 20 to 22, 23, I took a few years where I still kept up with the stuff. I followed the stuff. I read all, you know, all all the dirt sheets and things like that. So I knew what was going on, but I wasn't Mm. like, I need to be home at, I think it might even still started at nine o'clock back then. But like, I, you know, at least where I am, uh, I, I wasn't like, I need to be home on Monday nights at eight o'clock. I need to, I, I can't miss raw. Like it was more like a, a loosey goosey, more of a fandom like you know if if my friends or something was like hey we're going out and there was wrestling on five years earlier i would have been like sorry guys can't go out i'm gonna watch wrestling or i, I got something to do and i would stay home yeah. and watch wrestling yeah, 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 but yeah. then i was like you know what i just turned 21 i can go out to the bars and have fun like i'll tape the wrestling and i'll watch it later type of thing or oh, I'll, I'll read what happened or you know it's just a little more loosey-goosey but i would say i never like I never truly had a phase where I was like not loving wrestling or out of wrestling. I just, there were a few years when I was becoming, yeah, I was becoming an adult and my fandom was just kind of like, Hey, pay attention, but like, enjoy life. If life, if life has things, go enjoy some time with your friends and family. Like you can watch wrestling a different time. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I know exactly what you mean there. So you brought up friends and stuff there. The next question is sort of like, who do you enjoy watching wrestling with now? And then how also, actually, no, we'll do that with, we'll do that part first. Who do you yeah. enjoy watching wrestling alongside? Because I think that'll lead to the segue. Yeah. I mean, well, it's kind of different now, right? So like when I was younger and even in like, you know, the last decade or so, like I have a local friend, uh, his name is Doug. He's like my wrestling buddy. So when like wrestling events come to town and we're going live to see them and stuff like that, um, that's 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 lose everyday visit for everything I do. Every time I record something, it's like he knows, and he's like, "Yeah, oh, can I'm I come surprised. in for five minutes?" Man, okay, I'm yeah. Surprised yeah. my dog hasn't come in. Yeah, like I'm it's just like laugh. clockwork. I've been up <laughs> yeah. for the last hour. He didn't want nothing to do with me. Wanted nothing to do with me. Yeah. He knows I'm in here. He's like, "Oh, let me." Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but anyway, uh, I have a buddy Doug who lives locally to me. I, I've grown up with Doug. I've known him my whole life. He's one of my best friends. 
he's a big wrestling guy like me. So anytime a live event is coming around, like he's my go, we go together. Like he's my dude. Uh, so he's like my live wrestling dude. Uh, but now over the last couple of years, you know, thanks to like me getting involved in like, you know, love wrestling and kind of doing some podcasts and stuff like that. I get to enjoy wrestling with like all you guys kind mm-hmm. of for the most part. Like I, I know we talk about it whenever we can get together, me and Pluggo, I enjoy wrestling with Pluggo, Spencer, Zach, the love wrestling crew. We're always, even yesterday during money in the bank, we're chit chatting about the stuff that's going on and stuff like that. So uh, I would say like, I still enjoy it with Doug. I text him constantly. Like if big things are happening, big events are happening. Um, but you now it's like, it's all, it's a lot of people that I met through doing this, which is pretty cool. Cause it's different, you know, it's just like a different, it's a different wrestling crew, which is good for me because I think like, as you get older and you know, people have families and you do things like that, you don't see some people as much as you maybe did or, you know, younger. Right. So yeah. I felt like for the last, you know, handful of years, especially since the pandemic or a little bit before that, I usually just watch it by myself, you know, I'll watch it by myself and I'll be chatting with people during the event. I don't really watch everything with people. Um, but I feel like now because of everything with love wrestling and kind of how I've made some friends on social media and just through the, the internet, um, I always have friends with me watching it, which is pretty cool. You know what I mean? So it kind of makes me feel like I did when I was younger and we would have the groups of people together, you know, on Monday nights for raw or pay-per-views. Like I just feel that way. It's just all on the internet now, which is mm. kind of fun. You talked about the internet and love wrestling. Now. So for people that may not know, how did that come about? How did you join love wrestling? How did between two bids start with a great man, Plugger, et cetera. Yeah. Um, it happened really randomly. So we have a, at Love Wrestling, the last Thursday of every month, we have a, a trivia show named Quizplex. And they were looking, they had just started. So I think they they went live uh, January 1st, 2021, I believe. Um, and they were just doing a Quizplex. I saw something, I had followed Spencer because I had seen him on a couple interviews and I, I liked his vibe. Um, so I had been following him and he tweeted a question out and or I followed Love Wrestling through him and they had tweeted just some random question out uh, asking whoever got this right if they wanted to be on Quizplex. And I answered the question on Twitter and they responded and they were like, hey, do you want to be on a trivia show? And I was like, yeah, why not? That'd be great. Then I did the trivia show. Uh, I did not win, which I'm super competitive. So I still <laughs> I still beat myself up for not winning, but I didn't win. But regardless of that, Spencer messaged me the next day and he was like, Hey, you were really great last night. It was super entertaining, super fun. Like, thanks for being a contestant. And I figured I was like, you know what? This guy has a website. They're doing live content. He's I'm talking to him right now. This is something I've always wanted to do, but just didn't know how to start it or get involved or whatever. So I just shot my shot and I was like, Hey man, if you're ever looking for like a guest on like a recap show or a preview show, hit me up. Like I would definitely like hop on if you guys wanted to have me. Uh, and then he was like, Hey, let's like set up a, a zoom call and uh, talk about it. And then we set up a zoom call a couple of days later. And he was like, how about you? Like actually like being a member of our site and like doing stuff with us, not just like hopping in here or there. And I was like, are you serious? I literally, you just met me on a trivia show, like for an hour, like, you know, yeah. and he was like, no, we're looking for fresh faces. And like, I liked, you know, he was, he also was like, I like your vibe. I like you. I like, you know, everything. Yes, you said, blah, blah, blah. And that's just how it happened. As far as the plug thing goes, 
Um, we were bringing in new people during WrestleMania week. We really, it was our first year of a website. We really wanted to make an impression WrestleMania and kind of be everywhere and like doing recaps of like that whole week, like really be present. And Pluggo hopped on for a couple like recaps. And I think him and I did a recap together of one of the, it was the first year that Mania was. First night, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We did a, we did a recap where we were on the same show. And that was the first time we had ever seen each other, talked to each other, whatever. And it just kind of felt like, even though there were multiple people there, there were four or five of us there. It wasn't just him and me, but we could tell that when we were like conversing with each other, that like, it just felt right kind of thing. Yeah. And then I messaged him maybe, you know, within a couple of days or a week later. And I was like, Hey man, really enjoyed doing the show with you. I feel like you and I had a pretty good vibe together i use vibe a lot sorry you're gonna hear vibe uh but i was i was like i i feel like you and i have a really good vibe i feel like you and i would get along he just felt it just felt like if i knew who pluggo was like if i knew who he was or like we lived in the same area that him and i would be friends that's the that's the pluggo's i think he's my age or a year or two younger than me we're around the same age we like the same music we like the same stuff in wrestling it just felt like this guy would be my friend he is my friend, but you know, that's what I felt like. I this guy would mean, be friends. Yeah. We'd be hanging out if we knew each other, type of thing. In and so I said, own words, he was like, I found my wrestling soulmate. That yes, basically, true. basically. And it felt that way. And I was just like, hey, man, if you have any ideas, let me know because I would definitely be down to do something with you. And then him and I hashed it out over the next couple of weeks. I think he was the one that actually came up with the Between Two Beards name. I'm not sure. But like, we just hashed it out. Like, hey, we should do this. This is the night, blah, blah, blah. We presented it to Spencer. And Spencer was like, hell yeah, dude, do it. And then the rest is history. We've been doing it for like 110 episodes or something crazy like that now. Mm. It's been almost a couple of years. And yeah, man, like he said, I couldn't ask for a better a better buddy, a better partner. I, I do feel like... He is probably one of, if not my best friend, and I've never even personally met the guy like face to face. It's so all been weird. through here. Yeah. And it's like, I know we will. I know we definitely will at some point, hopefully this year. But like, it's just one of those things where it's like, we didn't plan for it. It just kind of happened. And the rest is history. And I couldn't ask for somebody better to be doing beards with or just kind of growing in this space with than him. You know, we are the perfect, like, the perfect complement to each other, I feel like. So it's been working out very, very well. How did that's very cool? How did um you talked about always wanted to do something in the wrestling media? How did the becoming part of the wrestling content creation space change your wrestling fandom overall? So I've I've been very I've tried to not make it change the way I view wrestling, if that makes sense. Because, yeah. I, I, you know, like, I don't look at it as a job or anything like that. It is not, you know, would I want this to become my full-time job if I could? Hell yes. Like, that would be incredible. You know what I mean? Like, that would be the dream of a lifetime for that to happen. But I, I try to, even when I know I'm going to be recording, you know, whether it's right after an event doing a live reactions or we're going to be talking about the wrestling shows, I still, I'm still a fan. We all are. We're still fans at the end of the day. Like that's what got me into wanting to do this was the fact that I love professional wrestling. I've loved it for 30 years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I still, when I'm watching the shows, even though I know like, Hey, I got to take a little bit of notes here. I got to remember some stuff like some spots and some things like that. Cause I'm going to be talking about the show. I try not to make it feel like it's a chore or make it feel like, oh, I have to take these notes because I'm telling you, I still very much view it as this is just incredible. Like I get to watch all this stuff, which I was going to be watching anyway. Let's be real. I'm a wrestling nerd. I'm going to be watching this stuff anyway. So I'm just kind of like, I'm very cognizant of the fact that like, I don't want to change the mentality and I don't want to ever feel like, oh, all right, I got to pay extra attention or I got to do this or write this down because I got to, you know what I mean? So I very much... I go out of my way to make sure like, Hey man, like remember, I always tell myself like, remember like, yeah, you might be tired. It might be this, that, but like you get to watch wrestling and then you get to go talk about wrestling with like cool people and like have fun and have a good time after. So I very much am cognizant of the way I view wrestling and being like, just remember you're a, you're, you're a fan first, like on the tough days where you're like, Oh man, I'm tired. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do a show after this one and be up late. I got to wake up early tomorrow for the shoot job or things like that. It's always just like, dude, you, you're, you're getting to talk wrestling with a bunch of cool people and it's like a cool opportunity. And like some people that you never thought you would be friendly with or like friendly with you on social media and like things like that, like it's been pretty cool. You know what I mean? So I very much go out of my way to be like, just be a fan, just always be a fan. Cause that's what got you here in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 100%. I think you and I, cause this is how we talked about the camera a few times. I think you and I share that mentality of like, I wasn't supposed to be here. Like, yeah. it's like, this is cool. And I want to keep it that way. Yeah. So it's, it a, it's, it's the icing on the cake. You know mm. what I mean? Like that's, it's the cherry on top. Like, it's like, yeah, dude, like, you know, you know, Spencer, all these guys, they trust me to go on air once, twice, sometimes three or four times a week and just shoot the shit and just have a good time. And, you know, like I wasn't doing that three years ago, three and a half years ago. So like, you know, it's, it's truly the icing on top of the cake, you know? Mm. Where do you think your fandom would be if you never met brother? Oh, um, I mean, I probably would just be a fan, to be honest with you. I feel like, you know, Spencer gave me the opportunity. I was doing stuff here or there, like on the content side of things, but it wasn't really until I met Pluggo and we kind of had the idea to do beards that I feel like everything kind of became steady and it mm. became like, okay, well, like these guys are, you know essential to love wrestling you know we are they call us the flagship of the show and like stuff like that like without plugo i don't think that that happens might would i have maybe ran into a different idea that maybe was a hit or whatever maybe i don't know um so i feel like without plugo i probably would just be a fan or i would be doing you know i don't think i would be doing the stuff i'm doing now um might not be talking to you right now at this moment if it wasn't for Pluggo. You know what I mean? I feel like we both had ideas and he's he's been doing a lot of stuff before me. He was doing interviews and profiles and podcasts years and years on his own before we ran into each other at Love Wrestling. But I wasn't doing any of that stuff. I was watching wrestling and I was in the chats of Fightful talking to Sean when they were just starting. And, you know, I was in you know, following Russell zone and all these old, you know, all these places, I was just that guy. So I feel like without Pluggo, I'd probably, I would still definitely be a huge wrestling fan. I just probably wouldn't be talking about it, to be honest with you. If you talked about, uh, you've always been a fan, always kept on and stuff. If you stopped loving wrestling, to bring it back to loving wrestling. Almost, yeah. If 
you stopped, would you have to be like, and this is something you and I have talked about again, Blubber, sorry, buddy, I've got to step away for a while because I can't do a show if I'm not authentically a fan? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I w- I wouldn't fake. I wouldn't want to fake it. I wouldn't want to fake it. I I would. Ha- I everything I do, I feel like is my authentic self. Mm. You know what I mean? Um. So if I was ever in a in a in a space where, I was like, you know what? Like I'm not enjoying watching wrestling anymore. Like I feel like I have to go out of my way to do it, or it feels like a chore, or it feels like a you know, it feels like a task or to get through or something like that. I would. I don't know what my fandom would be. I feel like I would still always be a wrestling fan. I can't see myself never being a wrestling fan, if that makes Mm. sense. Um, But I could, you know, if I ever got to the point where I felt like I had, like, it was a nuisance to go, you know, to do beards or to do content about it, I would, yeah, I wouldn't want to be just doing it to do it. Like, I, I do it because I care about it and I'm passionate about it. So... Yeah, I would just honestly have to be like, all right, man, I think I need to step away here. I don't know what, you know, what that would mean, I, you know, as far as like what would happen to Beards or the show or anything like that. But I don't foresee myself ever not being a fan of professional wrestling. Um, but if I ever got to a point where I felt like it was diminishing or waning on me or life things happen that like I couldn't watch wrestling as much as I do, I would be honest about it. And I would just be like, all right, I got to step away for a little bit because I don't want to. I don't want to like you use the word authentic. I think that's a great word. Like I wouldn't want to be on the screen and come off as somebody who's faking it or who's not being authentic or not being a real fan, like not as excited as I get, not as riled up as I get sometimes. Like, uh, so I, I don't think that would be fair to the viewers and the people that take time out of their week to actually watch me and plug every week. And I wouldn't want to be unfair to them and just kind of hang on just for to hang on, you know, I know, I know exactly what you I'm always curious to know when I speak to guests on this show, if I've spoken to them before or if I haven't. How did, do you remember how we connected? Like, what was that? Do you remember how you and I connected? Oh, God. Um, well, we did, we did your show first, mm. correct? Mm. I think yeah. so. Yeah. So I think we did it kind of like you've been doing it with this. We did it, me and Pluggo did it separately. Mm. your show and then we had you on ours but i'm trying to remember of how we first connected the thanksgiving episode i know i was on your show oh, yes that's right that's yeah. right oh my god didn't how did we first connect did you reach out to me or did i did i comment on one of your things how did we first connect i can't remember i that's can't remember I either. You. yeah that no my... my yeah trust me you probably have a better memory than me my memory is dog poop that I is think, dog poop i think you had seen, I shouldn't talk about myself, I do apologize. Uh, I think you had seen one of my Spencer Love interviews. That yeah. might have been it. That and might have been just it. like, that's really cool. Like, and I left it at that. And I was like. Yeah, I think I, I think that might have been it. Yeah, I think maybe Spencer was on, was on with you. I watched it. And then I was like, hey, that was a really great interview. You know, I might have even said like, hey, I'd love to do this sometime or something. Oh, something along those lines. And then it just kind of worked out. And now I've been doing this a few times. You've been on our show a few times. And now we're just buds. The one, Should we tell? I told the story on the Plugo episode. But should we tell the story of the one in the morning stream for me? <laughs> oh, yeah. You were tired. You let, you made it, though. You were a champ. You were a champ. Uh, I was like, 
So you and I had always, you had said to me, Bubba had always said to me, the doors open if you want yeah. to, if you want to come, right? Oh yeah. And I'm like, probably not gonna happen. Well, yeah, the time difference is just yeah, it's like two in the morning for you, or like yeah, it's late. One, I think you guys start. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, probably not gonna happen, but I appreciate the thought. And yeah. then about three weeks before I was on the show, my carer comes to me and is like. We're going to a comedy night. Like, and I knew I wouldn't be in till 11, maybe 12 o'clock my time. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to be a little drunk. Probably going to be very tired. Yeah. But I want to go to sleep. So should I just reach out to the boys? Yeah. And then you came on and you were very, you were like, hey, you're like, I'm good, but I'm a little buzzed. I'm a little, I'm feeling a little good. And we were like, party, man. Let's go. Mm. And, uh, we had, had you beer. on, and then do you remember this? I had a beer. I was drinking a beer. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then, uh, so that was fun. And you lasted a while, but like you were very honest on the show. You were like, "Hey, let's finish talking about that." Uh, but I'm getting I'm tired. I, I need to go. I need to go. It's two in the morning. And we were like, "Yes, sir." Like the we'll get you out of here. Of like, that, yeah. The best part of that was I don't know if you remember this. Pablo told me this when we recorded our episode. The Sean Ross app thing. Oh yeah, because we we so you're you're on there. We have you on as a guest, and then all of a sudden earlier in the day, Plugo reaches out, or Plugo hears from Sean, and Sean's like, "Hey, I got like ten or fifteen minutes that I you know I'll go live. I'll hop on the show with you guys tonight." And Sean doesn't do stuff like that. Yeah, no. And I still to this day, me and Plugo don't know why he chose us to do that because we're forever grateful. But like Sean doesn't go on other shows. Oh, I'm the on- same. With my yeah, interview. He, like, yeah, he I'm went like, on the interview what? with you, and he openly on your interview was like, I don't do this sort of thing a lot. You know what I mean? And so for him, and he's done stuff for us before. Like, he's made, like, 30-second or 60-second videos that we've aired, like, making fun of Spencer and kind of being a goof and being funny and stuff like that. So he's always been very generous with us. But we were trying to get a quote of him for, you know, cause Spencer had book Shaza McKenzie and they have their longtime feud. And we were trying to just get a video of him dogging Spencer and dogging Shaza for Spencer booking him. And he was like, Oh, you go a Thursday night at eight. And, and plug was like, yeah, he goes, yeah, I can hop on live. And we were like, what? Huh? Cause Thursdays are usually his day off. And dude, let's be honest. Sean works tirelessly at what he does like he you know his days off or the time he has off i'm sure that's few and far between you know what i mean uh because he is a super duper hard worker so for him to even be generous with like five and it ended up being like he was on there for like 15 minutes almost 20 minutes with us yeah Yeah. and it was just like all right like it was just cool like it was unexpected um and you were there there, so i yeah yeah the thing I want to know is, had you told him I was going to be him? No, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. I don't. I don't think Plugo really did a lot of the talking with Sean, um, but I don't think we did. I, 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 he, we weren't expecting him to do anything live. We were expecting him to send in another video that we were just going to air during the show that we had you. And then he said he could come on live. And then when you popped in before the show, we were like, oh, by the way. <laughs> Sean's gonna be coming on at some That's point, and you were like, "All right." And we were like, "Yeah, we're just gonna, this, the best we're just gonna go." About that was, I'm buzzed. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna tell Sean this. I'm like, I'm buzzed. So if I say the wrong thing, yeah, I apologize in advance. He was like, "Yeah, What's wrong, bro." Like, and do you remember he plugs my 
Jimmy Vanden. Oh, 100%. I look at you at this point and I'm like, I keep doing this. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. You were pinching yourself. I'm like, how is this happening? You know what I mean? I mean, that's how, that's how we felt. I mean, that's how me and Plugo feel almost like me and Plugo, we, we talk about it all the time. And like, when we're, when we're on the screen for beer, it's like, we're, we're focused. We're in it. We're goofballs. Like that's what makes the show. I think that's what it's a part of a show that people actually cling to is just like, you can tell we're having a fun time. We, we have fun with it. Right. So we're on there. And like, after all our shows, whether it's Sean popping on, or if we have you on, or even like we had Alex Kane from MLW on a couple weeks ago, he's about to win the MLW championship in a week or two. Like, uh, so like we, we've every, a lot of the times after our shows, Plugo and I are like, can you believe like, like we've had Billy Starks on the show. We've had Sean has come on. You've come on. We've had all these people on the show. And me and Plug are constantly like, do you believe that these people want to talk to us? They won't come on our show and be like, hey, we want to be part of it. Like we're come on and talk to you about like for an hour. And we're just like, it blows our mind all the time. Like it oh, yeah. literally blows our mind. That's how you and I, again, have in common because we're both a bit like, how did we get here, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's wild to me that, you know, we'll we'll book a guest or we'll say, hey, man, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, can't wait to be on. I wanted to do something with you guys for a little bit. And we're like, what? (laughs) We just can't believe that some of the stuff we get to do is actually like happening. It's just bizarre, but awesome. Like I would, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, but just to plug over, just like, what? How do these people know even who we are? Mm. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. I fully agree with you there. So getting back to the love and wrestling part of the show, if we, mm. if I said to you one match, you will always love from wrestling, even if you stop being a fan, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Oh, this is a tough one because one is one is one. Um boy, oh boy. Um I don't know if it's a re- I don't know if it's a wrestling match. I think it's a wrestling moment. And I think it okay, was because I, King of the Ring 1998 for multiple reasons. One yeah, I think, was it 98? Yeah, no, no, not 98, 97. The Stone Cold one. It was a Stone Cold one. Was that 96 even? That might be 96. 96. Austin Freeze. That was 96, yeah. right? Yeah. So I feel like 1996, um, I just turned 11 years old. I'm 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 into wrestling. I'm becoming it's starting to get to a super passionate, like kind of obsessed with wrestling level. Stone Cold wins, and that, you know, the fame, it's the famous inter, you know, the famous. Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. And I'm an 11 year old kid. Probably the first time I heard the word ass on TV. Oh, wow. Ever, ever, maybe. You know what I mean? Because in the States, we're a lot more strict. Not so much anymore, but we were a lot more strict when it came to what you could say on television at that time. Yeah. Um, and I'm watching wrestling, and it's the first time I can remember. And you just see this guy and that interview where he's just rough. He's just putting Jake the snake to pasture really. And he just says the Austin three sixteen line. And he's a bad guy at this point, but he says it. And it's just the most badass thing 
at that moment in my life, I'm like, that's the most badass thing I've ever heard. Truly. Like that's the, that's the most badass thing I've ever heard on wrestling on anything. And that guy became it for me in that moment. I love that guy. And then I would say really the feud that he had with Bret Hart coming like after that, before he got to world title level, that feud that he had with Bret Hart, that's my favorite feud. I mean, there's been a lot of good ones since, but like that's one of, if not my favorite wrestling feud of all time. Cause I think Bret Hart was essential in getting stone cold to that level that mm-hmm. he needed to be at to become world champion. Um, and I loved everything about that whole feud. I think that feud kind of gets overlooked a little bit because of what Stone Cold did after, once also, he became I the world champion with Vince. The overall, the feud gets overlooked because of the Mania 13 match being in such a claim. So yeah, and I, in my opinion, I'm, I probably could have used that match because I think the WrestleMania 13 match with the double turn and just everything, that's probably a top three, top five match for me ever. Um I probably could have used that match as the match to start your question with. Um, But just everything coinciding from the King of the Ring interview, which is obviously one of the most famous things ever, through the Bret Hart feud, through the WrestleMania 13, that whole time there, I was was in. Because Bret Hart, you know, I started watching 92, 93. Bret Hart was my dude. He was the world champ. He was IC champ, then became world champ. Bret Hart was my dude. And then you got this new guy who's kind of an asshole, but he's awesome. And then Bret Hart kind of oh, turns so bad. It was exactly what WWE wanted to be in Correct. some respects. Of like, Correct. Wait, I like Bret Hart, but now this guy's even cooler. Yeah, this guy's cooler. And now Bret Hart's going to be a bat. They're going to flop. And mm. Stone Cold's going to be a good guy. And Bret Hart's going to be the jerk. But I loved both of them. And it was just kind of like, I was just, I, and I'm the perfect age. I'm 10, 11 years old. Like, I'm who they want yeah, to yeah. be invested in that. And I was invested in that. And I just, I still, I go back and I watch that WrestleMania 13 match at least once a year, mm. at least once a year. But like, we'll have to try and do a watch along with that match. Somewhere. I would be Probably dope. That would be dope. That'd be dope. Cause then the, the stone cold winning the world title WrestleMania 14. And I know both him and Sean don't feel great about that match. Cause Sean was super duper injured, but like that was in Boston. I was there. I was in the building when stone cold, you know, stone cold, stone that that happened. I was there and I was a 12 year old kid or whatever it was, 13. And I was just like, this is the greatest moment of my life. This is the greatest mm-hmm. moment of my life. So, yeah. I really feel bad when I do, when we do, do I suck with segues? But no, next, what are you talking about? You talking sometimes about? I suck with segues, but I really wanted to do like the content creator question now of like, I said yeah. to you, who are, Obviously, being in, involved in the wrestling content creation sphere, wrestling media, whatever word you want to use, who are, we'll say five, five creators, and oh, yes, right. you can have Love Wrestling as its own creator sphere, so you don't have to pick anyone from Love Wrestling. Like, I mean, obviously, are, I'm, I'm Who are going five with... creators that you're like, I love watching their work, except... Yeah. Um, I'm going to exclude the people that I already work with, I'm going to exclude Spencer, exclude Plugo, because they know how I feel about them. I love those guys. Uh, and obviously everyone else, Lauren, Zach, everybody that's already at Love Wrestling, I'm going to exclude because they know I love them and I, I love working with them. Um, I, I mean, I've been a, you know, Sean always says, give me your $5. I've been giving Sean my $5 for years. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think Fightful, for obvious reasons, you know, Sean is one of those guys that 
I've been watching him for a long, a long, long time. He's around my age. I feel like we have a lot of similar opinions and similar ideas of what we like in wrestling. He's obviously way deeper in it than I am. He has, he's trained to be a wrestler at times and he did wrestle for a little bit. So he got way more into the sport, like the actual, you know, sports side of it. But I've always respected the way he does things. I've always respected how real he is. I've always respected the way that he tries to eliminate hate and eliminate the negativity around what he does. Um, and I just appreciate his work ethic because that guy just works his ass off and he still does, but he worked his ass off to get to where he is. And I appreciate hard work and I like doing hard work. So I appreciate him a lot. Um, Phil Lindsay, huge fan of Phil Lindsay. Um, he's been on beards a couple times with me and Pluggo, uh, super good writer. Super good on the air. I love his wrestling opinions. Um, he's one of them. Josh Robinson. I know he kind of he works with us at Love Wrestling, but I love Josh Robinson. I think he should be everywhere. Uh, just a great kid. Uh, loves wrestling. Very smart. Very opinionated. Um, Ella J. Love Ella J. She's been on Beards a few times as well. She was with us and love wrestling for a little bit, but she's off doing big things. So I really enjoy her work and what she's done for women's wrestling. Um, same with Josh. Josh is a very big, strong advocate of women's wrestling. And I love women's wrestling. Um, uh, somebody that I've, that I want to do something on air with that I haven't yet is Kate, Kate Elizabeth from Fightful. I love her. I think she is super smart, super hardworking. She's funny. Um, she's someone who like on the social medias, like Pluggo and I have, we talk a lot on, you know, Twitter and stuff, but like uh, the Thursday night slot is tough for her because of her other, uh, things that she does. But that is someone that Pluggo and I, like, she's on the dream list of guests that Pluggo and I would really like to have at some point, uh, or at least do something with, um, that would be fun. That'd be fun. I mean, you're on that list too, but I feel like I feel like we have the luxury of we've talked to you uh, a good amount now. We've become good friends here, so this oh, has yeah, kind definitely. of been very cool for us. But I would say those five, and some of those I've worked with. Like I said, Phil's been on. I do I do Josh's streams once a month. We do the WWE 2K Sims of the pay per views. Wow. Those are always fun. So some of them I've I've worked with, but those are five people that, um, for different reasons you know, work, you know, work ethic, how good they are, just their opinion. Like those are five people that I really respect. And I think do a lot of really good hard work uh, and they deserve everything that they're getting. They deserve everything they're getting. That's very cool, man. So as we wrap this up, Jay, the question that I end this show on is I think I know the answer based on knowing you, knowing just being friends with you, things like that is do you believe you will always love wrestling? Yes. I say that with confidence. I think they will look, it has ebbs and flows. You know what I mean? Like Monday night raw, which I think is, you know, WWE is kind of on a good trajectory right now. Uh, but there were, there were years and years where Monday night raw was kind of hard to get through uh, mm. and stuff like that. So there's definitely, you know, there's ebbs and flows of like some, you know, depending on the product you're seeing and things like that, but I will always love wrestling. I will. I just, I'm a big sports guy. I appreciate the athleticism about it. I know it's something I could never physically do. Um, so it's like, 
I appreciate the physicality. I appreciate the the athleticism. I appre- I appreciate the sport side of it because I've always been a big sports fan in general. And I think the greatest drama in life is real life sport. Like I feel like, you know, you watch a Champions League final, you watch a World Series, oh, you watch soccer. a Super Bowl. Well yeah. Done. I had to throw that in. I, I'm a big <laughs> even though I know I'm in the States and like I'm a huge soccer football guy. So I I, I do watch the Premier League. I do watch the Champions League. Oh, wow. Um and we're starting to get, you know, they're older, but we're getting big names over here in the MLS. Messi's coming over here now. Like we, you know, yeah. all I feel like all the big guys come over here to like end their career because the believe, United States uh, will throw them a yeah. huge bag of money. Hey, but come like, play over here, you know. Football, uh, I call it football, so I'm English. No, well, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. Do you believe that? Like, I hate to say this, but America is uh, British football's retirement home. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah, because America will throw them a huge bag of money. Hey, come play over here for three years. We'll Beckham give you retired in America. Yeah, okay. Beckham retired in America. I think Kaká tired retired in America. Messi's gonna probably retire over here. Um, I wouldn't. That's be a whole another podcast, though. Yeah, literally. But like, yeah, you know, if you're watching, you know, the World Cup or the Champions League final or the Super Bowl, you know, that drama when those games are close and it's in the final minutes, like that drama to me is like the best drama you can experience because it's real but it's sport and you know, I, I just love it so like i appreciate that side of wrestling and then the stories when there's a good story going on man there's nothing better there's nothing better than just a truly good wrestling story where you're getting the drama of it and then you're getting the athletic the athleticism the physicality the sports side of it i just love it man and it's like now you can watch wrestling every night so it's like there's almost too much wrestling nowadays yeah. if that's possible but like you know it's four six eight ten hours of my week where i can sit down on the couch or sit down with people and i can just kind of escape real life for a little bit and watch this little world of wrestling that has been created for me and just have a good time and then i get to talk about it with cool people like you and plugo and spencer and all these people and it's just like you know if you would have told me this was this is what I was going to be doing five years ago, and I would have told you to get out of my face, I wouldn't have believed you. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't I don't ever see myself falling out of wrestling again. Um, if anything, I have more passion for wrestling now than I did probably. This is probably the most passionate I am about wrestling in this time than probably since I was that eleven year old kid watching Stone Cold going like, "Holy crap, man, this is incredible!" So I feel like I'm like kind of back to how I felt about wrestling when I was that kid first becoming in love with it you know i know exactly what you mean there so you brought up that 11 year old kid as we wrap this up yeah do you think do you what do you think he would think would he love to end it with the love love and wrestling sort of thing would he love what you're doing now yeah he wouldn't believe it he wouldn't believe it um yeah he would he would be like this is dope this is dope if you again like this is something that i never thought I would be doing. I never, I never thought I'd be like, you know, on a website that has some, you know, has a good following people, you know, follow me. Like I, I never thought any of this stuff would happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought I would ever be talking about wrestling besides talking about it the day after with my handful of friends that I know watch wrestling with me. Uh, so, but he would be eating this up. If you would have told him that like, Hey, you know, you get to, do this a couple nights a week, you get to go talk about the wrestling you watched and like people actually like tune in to listen to your opinions and tune in to listen to you and watch you and they like what you're doing. Like I would have never, I still don't believe it now as an adult, 
you know? Um, so, but he would love it. He would, if you would have told me 25 years ago that this is what you would be doing, uh, I would have, pin- I would, I, like you said, I would have pinched myself. I would have been like, what? Is that true? Okay, cool. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. I want to keep going. So, um, but yeah, I would be my biggest fan. I, you know, I love me some me. So I, uh, I would be, I, I would be watching my, I would be my biggest fan. I definitely would. So. That's very cool. So, uh, and I think that's a beautiful way to end this conversation if I'm honest, Jay. So, um, as we wrap this up, where can the good people, tell the good people of Fight Below the Books where they can find your content. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm on the watch alongs here. Whenever we do the watch alongs and overbooked, I'll, I'll, I'll get the invite. So you might see me occasionally here. Uh, I still, uh, you can find me every Thursday night at 8 PM Eastern standard time over on youtube.com slash love wrestling CA. That's where we do between two beards, me and Pluggo every Thursday night at eight. You can find me on Love Wrestling's Twitch every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Me and Big Money Drew, we do our Firmly AEW where we talk about the week that was in AEW wrestling. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Twitch at JPJ Loves Gaming. Uh, I'm usually talking about wrestling most of the time, but you can mm-hmm. find me on there. On Twitch, I stream some video games, play a lot of MLB The Show. We've been diving into AEW Fight Forever, which has been really, really fun. Um, yeah, so that's where you can find me. Uh, but support Love Wrestling, uh, support me, support Pluggo, support Tom. Yeah, man. Like, you can find me there. But I'm I'm hopping around. I do some stuff. I'm still – I think technically I'm still on the roster list for Fightful Overbook because I was on the roster when they first started. I was on the announcement page. But I'm still trying to find my little show or my little niche to get on here more yeah. often. But, uh, yeah, you can find me at Love Wrestling and on Twitter and Twitch. It's well worth doing, guys. Not only probably one of the most passionate wrestling fans, but one of the nicest and someone that's always been incredibly nice to me. So if you guys like this video, make sure you subscribe to Fight Flow Books on uh, YouTube. Follow uh, follow Fightful on Twitter and everywhere you Fightful has social media and things like that. You can follow me on Twitter at Thompson Trash. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Thompson Trash, where I interview the greats in wrestling media in a very similar idea to this, more about their wrestling fandom overall and how their fandom has changed as a creator and things like that. Uh, and it'd be great to connect with you. And I will see you in the next episode of Loving Wrestling. Goodbye now.